Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Good day, and welcome to the next episode of Just Just One One Thing. Thing. Just One Thing is the podcast of MindfulLiving.Today. You can find us on Facebook at The Mindful Couple. We would love for you to join our very supportive group, Mindful Living Today, with Lisa and Brad, Brad, also on Facebook. And I won't mention that we are on Instagram because (laughs) we just are not on there anymore. Social media is not my life. So we have an Instagram account, but you won't find anything of value there. Today's episode I am entitling, Have Better Conversations. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because we've talked in the past and we talk often about how important social connection is to your overall happiness, well-being, and uh, just having a good life. And at the heart of most good social relationships is conversation. Good good conversation. And conversation is something that you can get better at. Yes. You know, you can't just just say, I'm not a good conversationalist or I don't know how to make small talk. You can learn to be a better conversationalist and that's going to make better relationships, not only with the people that are already in your social circle, but new people that you might encounter. So I'm just going to say, Lisa, how do you have a better conversation? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to just throw it to you like that. I tend to just lob things at you. In fact, sometimes I'm just going to surprise you with a topic we're going to even talk about. Okay, go. go. One, two, three. Um, You know, I've read a lot uh, of of books about... Well, you're actually certified in in Crucial Conversations, conversations, which is sort of digging at things that are problematic or causing issues in relationships. And that's not necessarily having a better conversation, but I think some of the skills and techniques probably... You know, oh, are appropriate. Oh, very yeah, definitely, yeah. very definitely. Um, so one of the one of the key skills that I learned from, and you can read the book uh-huh. Crucial Conversations. It's just a book. Um, it's available. Um, one of the things that I loved it was many things, but there were. So let's t- let's talk about two things. And to me, having a good conversation really starts with being a better listener. That's exactly what I was going to say. And, the and, first and skill of being a better conversationalist, conversationalist is. Giving, not talking. Some, giving somebody your attention <laughs> right? and listening, not processing about like, what should I have for dinner tonight? But really listening right. to what they say, not only the words, right. but their posture, the tone of voice, right. hesitation, right. all the stuff that goes into creating a message. Right. And especially, um, you know, possibly even if it's a topic that's not interesting to you, listening for, tell, tell me, tell me something more about well, it. Tell me, tell me. Uh, yeah. And what, what why, makes this interesting does, to you? Exactly. Right. Why yeah. is this engaging for you? I would like to understand that. So, um, so those, those are key th- things to me, but two of the most important things that I took away from crucial conversations, the first one was this shared pool of meaning. And of course, like you said, crucial conversations is really geared at predominantly business, the business world mm-hmm. and overcoming, um, adversity in the business Conflict, place, adversity. conflict yeah. in the business place, right? And so when when you come in, and this is to me so crucial with teenagers in particular. Oh sure. Um, or or a spouse, you know, if if you find yourself in constant conflict with a spouse, um, but it's this shared pool of meaning, and so it's 
pausing at this moment that you feel like you're really butting heads, you can't make any headway and saying, wait a minute, what is it that we are both trying to accomplish here? What, you know, what, what is, what is your desired outcome? What is my desired outcome? And do they, are they even, you know, do they have something? Are they not mutually exclusive? Is there a way we can find a win-win here? And I love one of the stories that they shared in the book is, uh, was the big um, auto strikes out in the Midwest in the, what, the 80s? Yeah, was that, was that one of yeah and I think they were having negotiations between and the unions and yeah, the owners. The unions and, and, the, and, and they couldn't make headway. And the Crucial Conversations people came in and put the two groups in two separate rooms. Okay. And they told the two separate groups, here's a chalkboard. You detail your five top right. most important thing, outcomes that you want out of this negotiation. And when they compared the two groups, the lists were exactly the same. Well, surprise, surprise. <laughs> right. So they could, you know, when it came to negotiations, uh-huh. they were getting into this, you know, well, tit it, for tat thing. And, it beca- and, you know, they went in with the filters of these guys are out to get gonna, me. Right. Or right. they're going to try to dominate get my me way or, or, you know, I have to win. I think that's another thing we bring into a lot of conversations yeah. is I have to win. Um, and the second one is... Well, and I think that goes to all conversations. Right. You know, talking with the strangers is try to take your filters off. Try to truly understand what the other person is saying. The, the, yeah. they, they, they are coming from a completely right. different place and than be, you. And be curious about that. Right, right. And it doesn't yep. have to be confrontational right. just because they're coming from a different place. It's just they're coming from a different place. Um, and the second one was understanding people's reactions that that, that if you are not moving forward, that, um, that they are feeling that they are going to respond with either silence or violence. And violence doesn't mean hitting. It doesn't mean okay. you know, throwing things. It can. Uh, it can be criticizing. It can okay. be so. It's so it's a non-friendly way Not, to gotcha. interact, okay. and that indicates that somebody is feeling um, threatened. And, and so, if you, if you're getting, if somebody is like shutting you down, they're walking away from the conversation. They're just shouting at you. That doesn't mean that you need to forcefully get them to interact. Right, right. That means that you've lost trust, you've lost understanding, and you need to stop and start again. And so I think it goes back to listening. You right. know, it, when you really want to engage, and I don't think anywhere, I don't think anywhere we are taught to converse with people. I think well, it's not a skill that you learn in school. I think, it is I think not. when you went, when the ladies used to go to a finishing school, right? I think they taught the art of small talk or right. whatever, which is right. the art of conversation. Right. And I shouldn't just say small talk and belittle it. Right. But just having a conversation about meaningful things is not that difficult to do. Right. And small talk, I think, leads to big talk. Well, for lack of a <laughs> lack of a better well, way to in describe fact, it. Yeah. If you're open, if you ask open-ended questions, if you listen to the response, that often facilitates or indicates to you another question another that you can follow you up ask. that gets you into something that's more interesting. Right. And what is an open-ended question? So I think some people well, will not know what that is. Like, uh, did you go to the store today? No. No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a, that's an a closed question. Right. That's a yes, no, he, she, up, down kind of answer. A one-word answer. A one-word answer. So I say, why did you go to the store today? A why question, a what question, a right. how question. Tell me, tell me more about. Just by the wording of the question itself causes the need for elaboration. Right. And if there's elaboration, there's going to be more words out there. There's going to be more things to listen to. There's going to be more opportunity for follow-up questions. Right. To really get to what is somebody thinking about? What do they care about? What are they excited about? And I think, 
Yeah, what they care about, what they're excited about. I think those are, you know, if you can tap into someone's passions in any way, shape, or form, I think if someone else is excited about something, there's a way for you to find excitement in that, just if no other reason to to be happy that they... Well, and, and, and that might even be the key to even having better conversations is... Your goal is to try to find out what somebody is excited about, right. what motivates them, what is interesting what to makes them. them. Happy, right? And I think there's a number of ways to an- to ask questions to, to facilitate that. And as part of that, you know, you just talked about uh, in the negotiations with the the United Auto Workers, right, right? You know, one of the things you talked about was silence or or violence, violence. Right. But I think when you're having a conversation, you shouldn't be afraid of a little bit of silence. Oh gosh, you yes. know, and a lot of people want to walk away from a conversation thinking that oh, this person is just so bored with me, they, and I can't think of anything to say. Right. It's okay just to pause for a few minutes, right. and think about well. You know, you said you came in yesterday. You know, did you see anybody else that was here that you knew? And what was fun about yesterday's workout or whatever? Right. I'm thinking about being at the, the gym, gym myself so. <laughs> or, or at the grocery store. Right. You know, I think there are opportunities to begin to ask questions, to think about what they said, to, to follow up with things, to try to find out something. And because the goal is to find out more about that person, right. to have a more enriched relationship with that person so that you know, what really makes them tick? Right, and and um, maybe we can just throw out a couple of ideas of what kind of things you could ask somebody. And to me, this is even somebody that you've had a long term relationship with. So we've been married forty three years, right? Um, you know, but but things change, and if you don't check in with somebody, they may have developed a new habit, a new right habit, a, a, a new hobby. They might have found a new author that they love to read or a new podcast. Sure. And so checking in and asking, hey, what's your what's your favorite pastime? What, what do you love to what, do right what now? Was, what was that? What was your favorite thing about today? Right, exactly. What was the scariest thing, thing today? Today or yesterday? Or like what was the most important thing that you think you accomplished this past week? Right. Those are those are great questions. Um, did you listen to a podcast today? Did, you know, did it speak to you in some right. way? You know, just questions that, that that go underneath the surface of a hi, how was your day? What'd you do? And, and I don't want to discount that because that's often, you can start that way. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, just to sort of like, and I will just walk up to strangers. I'll notice like a t-shirt right. that says, you know, has the, my same alma mater right. on it or it has, you know, somebody, I, somebody like I think yesterday in the... In the gym had a shirt on that said Michigan, so I walked okay. up and said, "I said go blue." Right. And I right. said, "Gotta say, I'm an Ohio State fan." And then right. we had a conversation, and, and right. I got to know him. I got met his name. I know where he's from. I know what you know what, what he does for work. Right. And then that that lays the groundwork so we can have deeper conversations as time goes by. Right. And that's I try to get to know everybody that I encounter right. in that way, and it doesn't have to be. All at once. I mean, you oh don't want to. You don't no. want to get a situation when you're oversharing and like, right. I just met this guy and I know who's, he's going through a horrible divorce <laughs> right. and his hun, son's a drug addict. And right. Like that's probably too yeah, much. But want that much but you want better conversations that sort of facilitate the growth of those social connections right. over time. Yeah. Right. Little and little things at a time. And in fact, you can. Uh, I would say within a, a family unit, mm-hmm. you know, within a household, if you find it's challenging, you can actually go online and Google open-ended questions. Well, and I was just going to say there are lots of places like game stores and stuff you can go where you can buy packets of fin- questions. <laughs> wasn't finished. <laughs> Sorry to steal your thunder there. Go ahead, keep going, keep going. But you can you can go online. You can Google open-ended questions. It'll give you fifty open-ended. I mean, you'll get all right. kinds of lists that will come up. You can print those off. You can like make them bigger, print them off, cut them up, and put them in a jar. 
And now they're on the table, you know, they're, and you can, so at dinner time, everybody picks a, you know, a question or whatever, but it, but so it gives you, if you don't feel like I have any idea how to, I don't have any idea to do this, then do the homework. And I I think to me, and I've just become a much more skilled conversationalist over time. It's not to say that I always speak coherently or that all of my sentences make sense or they don't stutter and go, um, uh, all that kind of stuff. But I am just curious. Right, yes. I just want to know about people and I, right. and I want to learn about things. I want to learn about their business. I want to learn right. about their life. I remember uh, when I was in grad school, I was interviewing for a position at the CIA. Right. And my first uh, interview with this special agent was right. in a motel room, uh-huh. you know, and, and you went in there and it was it was kind of uh, undercover, so right, to speak. Right, right, right. And I, we started talking and I was just curious about like, what does a CIA agent right, really do? So right. I asked, started asking all these questions and follow-up questions and well, how does that work? Right. And, and about uh, three quarters of the way through the hour, he says, you know, are you a journalist? Because if you're not here honestly for a job, you know, <laughs> right, we, right. we're not interested, we're interested in you. In you. So right. I was just so curious and asking so many questions, it kind of put him off. Right, right. <laughs> I guess I've learned to tone it down a little bit, but I really do want to learn about different things and different right. people. And I think right. that really helps having those meaningful conversations. Right. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, I, I feel like just, I, I think people think that either people are or they aren't good conversationalists. Mm-hmm. I do think there are some people that are good at it. Um, but I think for the most part, it's something that everybody could work on a little bit. I, th- I think, oh, I, I just, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to practice things. Yes. And it doesn't have to be long and arduous practice, but it has right. to be aimed at improving your skills. Right. And to me, there's no better way than than trying this at the dinner table. Right. Or just going out to a restaurant or a bar or walking down the street. Just open up a conversation with right. somebody and, and really, really listen. Be curious right. about what they're saying, what they're wearing, right. you know, what they're doing, and, and ask the follow-up questions right. and just try to have, you know, a, an exchange, you know, that goes on for longer than hi, how you doing, fine, right. how are you, right, see you later. Yeah, and you can, like I say, if you look at open-ended questions, you could even choose one question to use for the week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that would be the great, great great idea, great way to just start getting in the habit of what does it feel like and look like to use an open-ended question and, and be observant and mindful of the response that you get, Sure. you know, not just, okay, now I'm asking this question and I walk away. Nobody likes that question. (laughs) Right. The whole point is, you know, to see what kind of response you get when you ask an open-ended question. And I think this is particularly difficult because so many of us, I would say the vast majority of us have some kind of social anxiety. Oh, absolutely. And you're afraid you're going to be rejected by people. But but study after study will show that, that you think everybody just wants to mind their own business, you know, but studies have shown that people really enjoy a conversation. They want to engage. They like to engage and, and nothing makes somebody feel better than that to know somebody else is interested in them listening to what they say. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we are are wired that way. Right. Right. And it doesn't, we're not talking about the person that you sit down with the airport and they talk for three hours. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's annoying. (laughs) Um, You know, this is just, this is just maybe one question. Maybe if somebody seems really excited that you ask them a question, you can ask them a follow up question and then you can say, Hey, have a great day. Again, you know, where it was there nice. may be somebody that truly don't want to talk to you. And that's okay. Or they're having a bad day right. and they and won't respond no back. That's, right. that's okay. Right, right. It's not a reflection on you and it's certainly not a deterrent to try to have that more connecting conversation and with somebody. I, and, I, and I just want to encourage this. There's a, probably a lot of fear associated with this if right. you're not good right. at it already. Right. But, it, but just opening up to people and listening to people and having more social connection, I think, has shown 
across the board to be one of the key components to have a happier life and just being happy in general. The more connection you feel with other people, the happier you're going to be. Truth, so, truth, truth, truth. So as time runs out, yes. if there was just one my, thing. My one thing is okay. pick a new open-ended question every week. Awesome. That's that's my and, one and thing. And mine is recognize for most of us there's going to be a little fear. Yes. And we're not going to be good at it. And it, just like to just recognize it will lead to increased happiness right. by having better conversations. Better conversations. And so until Love next it. time, this has been Just, just One, one thing. thing.